welcome to the second episode of Diversity and Inclusion Ally Roundtable. This DHL Global Forwarding podcast brings together on the same virtual roundtable our board members and employees to better understand the different diversity dimensions, explore allyship and talk about the differences that ultimately bring us together. The theme of this episode is generations and together with our roundtable guests, we explore how all generations play a huge role in a business considered more traditional such as freight forwarding and follow how we can better be an ally for all generations. From the management, we have Dominique von Orelli, EVP Ocean Freight and Thomas Gruner, SVP Global Business Strategy and Digitalization. They are accompanied by two employees who represent the millennial workforce of DHL Global Forwarding, Maria Bernal, Business Development and Marketing Support, Global Industrial Projects, and Tudor Shiopu, After Sales Analyst, DGF Europe. Even though we have four generations in the workforce right now, why does forwarding keep on being perceived as a traditional business? Yeah, I think um, from this question, I actually feel it's important to highlight the expectations that people have from the business itself. Because, of course, forwarding is, um, yeah, a traditional business, let's say, but uh, as internal or and externally, we have expectations of how we see the management of the business. So who are the leaders and how we see them? We know how important is the years of expertise uh, towards the management, towards what we want to see as being managed, meaning our role models, the people that we look forward to grow and learn from, but also probably externally what our clients are looking for, what they want to see as the face they want to trust, they want to rely their cargos on. So probably in certain of ways I think is what we expect from the business and how it has been developed in the yeah, previous years and how we can shape it to maybe yeah try to include maybe younger generations in different positions that have a bit more of representation, but in a sense that it still gives confidence to our customer too, because the years of expertise also count, I would say. It's not so bad that um, forwarding is being seen as a traditional business because it covers uh, some, uh, or caters to some very traditional uh, traditional um, uh, needs, yeah? Um, and. Dominic, absolutely. I think um, when we look at, it, I mean, forwarding has been and it will always be a very, very old business. It has been, I mean, our roots go back to the 1800s. And when you look at it, I think, um, yeah, that is probably one of the reasons why it is being perceived as a traditional business. But I think there's so much more that is not being visible. And when we think about the whole technology piece, you know, I mean, um, nobody is going to see that there are now also IoT devices and in shipments, etc., that give us this transparency. So that is not visible. And um, so people just see physical goods moving. And that, um, I think, from a perception, really kind of drives why they think it's still a traditional business despite the fact that there is actually digitalization going on in this business and that this is um, changing also the way how we do the business. I would like from my side to uh, compare this idea of a traditional business 
to, uh, let's say, the evolution of air flight in the last 100 years, maybe. Because, for example, the, a plane 100 years ago, as is today, still fulfills the same scope, the same idea. Uh, basically, it, we changed the engine, engine, we made it better, we changed the casing, the paint, the capacity of it, the speed, everything else, but in the end, the last hundreds of years, it still com uh, completes the same purpose that it has at the beginning, it just does it better. What can we do differently as a company to be attractive to different generations? I think um, at the end, I think it's our responsibility as a company, but also as managers to show the kind of beauty of our business and um, also the potential um, it has for everybody individually um, to work really for a truly global logistic company. We are only being seen as the black yellow giant, but um, from an outside perspective, I think um, our, let's say, um, or the potential talents out there don't see this. And um, it's our our duty to actually make this um, visible and um, to also work on our employer branding. And, um, and so with working on the employer branding to actually share what kind of exciting roles and positions we have to offer and what are the different kind of skill sets that we require to actually um, do our business talking about how I feel as a millennial, I think we are quite committed with causes and quite committed with, with specific topics nowadays, meaning sustainability, meaning diversity, etc., etc. And I think a good way to attract, um, yeah, probably at least uh, people my age, I will say, I feel it's more about making it part of our culture as a whole. It's not just one month of diversity, but, you know, trying to make it um, part of the DNA uh, of, of the company itself. I believe, um, as I say, it's, um, in, some, in some areas we are being seen as a um, being a, an attractive employer, being a modern employer. I mean, let's not forget, I mean, the brand overall we have is, is it's fantastic, right? Everybody knows us. Um, okay, then come, it comes to the forwarding piece of the business. Um, not, not all, not everyone is aware of what we do. Um, so I think we should adapt our our approach to the to the yeah to the culture in a way. Yeah? I, I don't think we should have one approach which fits all. Yeah? Um, that would be my my approach to the to the topic, but I think communication, 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 I think it's key, yeah. Uh, uh, one of the expectations of the company was the fact that I wanted to feel like I bring value and I can share my passions or find people with similar interests, which is not something that should happen, it was something that actually is happening right now with different uh, programs or different perspectives that we have, such as uh, Mission to the Moon or Yammer or My Talent or green, different green initiatives things that we can join, uh, activities that we can share with people from even other departments, not necessarily connected to work. And uh, we can find interests and connect via that one. And basically transforms everything, it complementary, uh, transforms everything from a, a dark, a black, white, and gray environment to a more colorful environment because it's not just the workplace, it transforms itself into a community to say so. 
please share one experience that made an impact on you and defined your role as a diversity and inclusion ally. I have an example that might be uh, somehow work-related <laughs> in a way. Um, specifically, uh, one of the organizations that is supporting collaborating with EHL regarding the internship programs, which I was also part of before uh, transforming into uh, the current position I have, basically ISEC. Um, I was part of the organization, it's a, it's a global volunteering organization, which I was part of, fulfilling exchange and internship experiences globally. And uh, as Rom a part of the Romanian branch into it, I was lucky enough to be part of a, one of their global conferences in which they brought basically people from over 100 countries and uh, over there in order to collaborate, exchange information and decide exactly on future internships, future volunteering opportunities. Basically, each country would promote their own culture, their own environment to try to attract as many uh, uh, volunteers and interns as possible. And uh, on the plane over there, I uh, realized basically that we are only six delegates from Romania. So basically, we're the six people from Romania that were promoting uh, 15 cities in Romania, hundreds of locations and uh, hundreds of different internship and practices, right? And I realized that basically I was transformed kind of into an ambassador and some sort of ambassador because I was promoting my country. And uh, one of my main fears and my main uh, obstacles that I kind of thought about is that how exactly should I act to make sure that I'm representing correctly? Like, who should I be? What should I be? What should I transform into to make sure that everything's going to be okay? And I also wanted to see how everybody else from other countries, how everybody acts, like is there like a standard or a common practice or environment like everybody agrees to, right? But I saw in fact as I got there, like fortunately and uh, uh, happily that everybody still was the same, like as they acted back home, like how they were online or how they were in their country. Meaning that then I realized the fact that uh, it wasn't important to transform to something completely new in order to promote a best vision or a best image that you have in your head of something specifically that you uh, aim for, whether it's your country or one of your passions or one of your activities or your workplace or environment, is basically being yourself and being decent enough to uh, talk to people and accept differences and boundaries and cultural differences, of course, and understanding the fact that this is me, this is where I'm from, and this is how my country, my workplace, my family, my uh, everything that I come from build me up and made me up into. And if you would like it and you would enjoy it and like to find out more, this is where it's on the map and you can definitely come there. And that was the basis of everything. And that, from that point forward, also while joining DHL from ISEC, uh, that's the same mentality that I kept, even though I moved to Germany, is the fact that I need to be myself. I need to provi uh, prove exactly uh, that who I am and what I am is well enough. And I'm open to learning new stuff and being curious, but at the basis, this is uh, the potential that I can bring and uh, hopefully in the company and everywhere where I go. Since I arrived here to UK, I mean, this kind of funny story, but I have received a lot, a lot of comparisons with um, specific artists from Latin America. Oh, you look like Shakira. Oh, you look like Jennifer Lopez or things like that. And at the beginning, I, I found it a bit funny. But then at some point, I just start thinking about it a bit more in depth. And it kind of hit me how important are like uh, preconceptions, right, that we have from certain type of places or from certain type of cultures and how we in certain of ways um, just assume that people act in, in particular ways because of where they come from or because of their age or because where they studied or their background, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
So I think for me that was kind of when I realized that it, it was important to, to raise awareness on the fact that your age, your ethnicity, your country or gender even are just one part of your identity in certain of ways and yeah of course they are always going to be with you and they are part of who you are but they definitely don't define you as a whole it came together uh, i need to pick one and um i hope it fits here the the, the purpose but you know when i was branch manager in the in the south of the, the usa um you know, there when I when I first started, or, or let me say, I mean, if, if you know, in, in in the U.S. in general, or or especially also in the South, I mean, you have a lot of uh, you have a big by big diversity of of cultures. Um, and when I when I started there as a as a as a branch manager, I, I really realized that there wasn't any diversity in the office at all, or hardly any. Um, and um, during my six years there, I really tried to change that because, you know, it, I felt that, you know, it has to reflect in a way, you know, the, the, yeah, the, the, the country or, or the, the culture outside the office, yeah, and um, over the years um, I, I, I was able to attract, um, you know, new colleagues uh, from different backgrounds and, and different cultures and different nationalities or and I think it was a really really or a very mixed bunch of, of people at the end when I left. Due to my job I was able to travel to countries where I probably would have never gone um, to because simply there's not enough vacation to actually visit all these countries, right? So it tremendously opens up your horizon. And um, so with this, I think, um, yeah, it's a true blessing to work in such a diverse and inclusive organization. What can we do from the allies perspective to make DGF more inclusive? Well, I would say, um, we should not forget about the, as I mentioned, the beauty of our organization, and we should foster the exchange and the networking um, within our colleagues and think about how can we, even though that we work in an international company, in a global company, how can we get people closer together? I would maybe look at the specific direction, not everything, but only a specific direction is that uh, they a generational minority, if I could call so, that it's maybe it is or it isn't yet in DGF. Uh, in DHR, as a general, is basically the Gen Z, the future Gen Z or the current Gen Z workers, uh, the ones that were born after 97, 98, after 2000. Maybe they are too young to have such a clear majority of, or uh, so high, such high numbers of, uh, of them inside the organization. But clearly, at some point, as years pass, as we go towards the future, that uh, uh, that minority will clearly grow, and they will become the main uh, generation that's going to be in DGF, in DHL. Uh, and from my perspective, I'm of course very curious also to hear uh, Maria's perspective. But from my perspective, as uh, also as a millennial, when I try to understand or uh, uh, talk or uh, look at uh, Gen uh, Gen Zs, like they're 
10 years younger than me, 15, 16 years old, I can I, I see a very, very uh, obvious differences in mentality and approaches and uh, uh, optimism, let's say. So clearly that they will bring a different mindset, different set of needs or of, uh, uh, let's say, approaches to the company. And basically, I believe that uh, from our perspective, it's very, it would be a very good idea looking for the future to make sure that we understand their generation, what they can bring to the table, let's say, or what what would their culture be or mean, if they would be sim very similar to the previous generation or extremely different to the, to the current and previous generations. Yeah, I, I actually agree. Um, I, I was thinking about, yeah, what will be a good answer for this? Because I think there are so many things we can do. But if I could say just one, I will say, I will say keep the topics that this minority and these people that probably doesn't have as much representation, um, keep those topics alive those things that are important for them, just let's keep talking about it, let's keep making them part of, all, of our culture and who we are as an organization, um, because I think it's the key to, to make everyone that probably, yeah, it, it can be considered a small part of the organization or like a growing uh, pers uh, perspective or new professionals, new generations, different genders, et cetera, et cetera, uh, probably feeling more like a sense of belonging and a sense of community within a such a yeah big corporation. I agree with everything um, my colleague said. Um, I mean, I think we have the best example in, in our company, right? If you look around and, and we really have, I think we have a lot of, of, of of diversity and, and we have inclusion but the question is how much do we talk about it or you know or how much do we share or uh, how do we make this in a, in a way visible and, and, and transparent and I think and, and you know it, it we do have all the ingredients in a way um, we just have to yeah make it I would say even more popular and, 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 and share our stories and yeah, my generation was different than the new generations, but in a way, um, I think we have a lot, um, a lot in common nevertheless and a lot to share. And, and this is, I think it's the, it's the interaction, which is extremely important to bring this, um, alive and, and have this as a, yeah, as, as what we do and, and how we want to, yeah, how we want to present ourselves and how we want to be. And it should be natural, yeah, it should not be something artificial, I believe, and we all have it in us, um, uh, I, I believe so. And, and we just have to be conscious and, and be aware that we also want to, yeah, promote this actively. That, that's my view. Thank you all for listening to this episode. Next month, we will have two more board members sharing the roundtable with our DNI allies. Until we speak again, remember, diversity and inclusion is part of our DNA.